just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. And if you started at the top, you heard us talking because we're excited about this. Even though it's a horrible thing, but educating you about what is going on. I mean, I think you know, you just have to look around you. Uh, it literally, I've had this conversation many times. We have lost our minds because what we are doing in society uh, and, and what we're letting people do to children, especially, is insane. And so, uh, there's just there's just so much to this. Let's jump right into it. Chat is open, by the way, if you want to be a part of the conversation. And you're watching live. As always, if you watch it in the replay, we appreciate uh, your comments, as long as they're constructive. You critics can just keep your opinions to yourselves. I don't think we'll get that today. Actually, you know what? Today, we could get some wild comments because I always get people defending some of these things when we talk about this sort of topic. So Elizabeth Fisher Good is my guest today. Um, great to have her back. She has dedicated her life to helping those who are being exploited, whether it's through, through trafficking uh, or abuse all the awful things we're seeing coming against kids and as a parent and now a grandparent it's it's a little frightening at times but that's why we need to equip you uh, and me to be able to deal with this to combat it to identify it uh and to say no not my kids not my grandkids not gonna happen elizabeth good to have you back on life today live thanks for having me randy i love coming back thanks for having me back you know it's i, I don't remember exactly how long it's been but however long it's been it seems like it's just gotten worse and worse during that time. Um, what 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 is going on out there? Well, you really really think everything's looking so biblical, right? Because what's up is down, what's down is up. The deception, the the, the deception, the people that are deceived think they're absolutely right, and yeah. the stuff that's happening, people are defending it. What you said, so I think we are experiencing what biblical times talks about as we're getting into end times that that it is just absurd and there is just outright. Like now, what, what I'm shocked about is everything used to be hidden, at least the satanic stuff was a little hidden. Mm -hmm. And now did you see the front page? There was a newspaper articles about the satanic temple is now um, opening abortion centers around the country and they give, they're giving free abortions with, with satanic mind rituals. So you have no regret. Oh, dear Lord. I mean, <laughs> it's fitting. I mean, you know, the interesting thing is that, that Rome, you know, when Jesus walked the earth, was really probably way worse if we're if we're honest but it's the things just cycle uh and 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 you're right it's iniquity is the scriptural word for it where we wrong is right right is wrong uh but we're seeing it and i i think the thing that has got a lot of especially christian parents uh alarmed is is that it's not just over there you know mm -hmm. it's it's in my kids public school maybe even in the private school it sure as heck is on disney films and on television and in commercials you know it's like what 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 do we do what, what do we do we need to arm ourselves do we need to just go move to some commune and and cut off all <laughs> electronics i mean what do we do i think getting rid of electronics would be awesome i keep telling my kids we're all going back to flip phones we're done this is it because I think it's funny that when you look at our smart devices, you know, first of all, you got the Apple, right? With a bite taken out of it, you know, that was trouble. There's something wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> something really wrong there. But 
I was with an FBI agent and they literally said recently the most dangerous place. So you need, you talk about, is it the school? Do we move here? To, they said the most dangerous place for your child to be today is alone in their bedroom with their smart device. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because it's not where you go. It is, it is, you know, it used to be one out of three little girls and one out of five little boys. And it still is are sexually abused physically, you know, crazy uncle so-and-so that no one knew about or the, the, youth pastor, all the pathways that we've discovered are pretty common, but now the grooming is happening right here. Yeah. And it's a whole different war because we've opened the door and we've said, come on in. And what I've seen in the last decade is shocking. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to begin here, but the thing that is blowing my mind and what we're really focused on in our pathway now is just getting ahead of it is education. I think you can't run anywhere and they're not going to hide. And you're not going to keep your kids from it because we call those glass house orchids, you know, a sheltered kid is more vulnerable mm. because the minute a groomer sees, oh my gosh, this little one's never had anybody say this textbook thing that bingo works. I think we're going to have to lean into the narrative and start speaking to the kids because a decade ago when I started 10, 12 years ago, when I started, I don't know if I told you this last time, but it was the average age, a little girl or a little boy posted a naked selfie. Do you remember? Mm-mm. 12. So a decade ago, now the average age that a little girl will post a naked selfie, guess. I don't want to know. I mean, I do. Yeah, I know. Seven? Seven or eight years old. Uh, And what's... Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, that's... No, I'm just... That's that's just just disturbing. That's just... Because they're not even old enough, biologically, physiologically. It shouldn't be happening. So what's happening with these devices and the media and the music, the grooming and the language and the sexualization and, you know, these things, there's there's legislation up in Congress now to force these manufacturers to have these phones come preset with their controls on because they come preset now explicit. Mm -hmm. And most parents don't have a clue that they are explicit. And so what that means is like in the American Academy of Pediatrics says that 75 percent of four year olds are given a smart device and kid parents don't know how to lock and load it and mm. make sure they're safe. And so you look at like the Disney movies that are out now, what's the new one that's out. That's an old one. Puss in boots. Remember? Yeah. You take a four-year-old, a five-year-old that's wanting to watch that movie and say, they just say, puss, show me puss. Yeah. <laughs> the imagery. So what's different today and why our children are having such, I've gone, I've been, it makes me cry. I have been in Richmond. I've been in Charlottesville. I've been in Scottsdale in the last couple months. I can't tell you the parents that I sit with that they're 20 somethings. They're, they're just, they're losing them. The depression, the drugs, because things are happening and the shame is entering so young and we're not creating off ramps to talk about it. And these kids are just getting annihilated and it's heartbreaking. So it's not like the basics and, oh, let's make sure they don't go to stranger danger. It's there's been this systemic attack against our children, against our families and hell has been just ravaging especially the church, because we've been refusing to really understand what's going on and we haven't been leading the narrative. And so we have got to flip the script and start talking about this stuff. Do you think we haven't been leading because uh, it is so gross in a lot of ways? And we, a lot of churches tend to not want to talk about sex anyway, because they don't even have a healthy perspective of it. Um, Or is it just, uh, uh, it's just something that we're just it just kind of snuck up on you because I know as, as a parent, sometimes you're caught off guard. You're like, geez, I had no idea. I mean, is it ignorance or is it just, why, why are we not 
Why are we not in front of this? I think it's because the church, if we're speaking specifically about the church, is um, caught up in our own secrets. What yeah. I've learned, especially, I mean, my I, I'm 53 now, right? I got my master's in clinical psych when I was 28. I have heard everything under the sun. I was an area pastor at Willow Creek Community Church in a very wealthy suburb. The secrets that we keep are really the beginning of the problem. Mm. And what we know now are the stats in the church are 100% the same as the stats out of the church. So when you talk about, we don't want to talk about it because it's gross. How about we don't want to talk about it because we're just as much the problem as outside of the walls. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the old saying, sitting in a garage doesn't make you a car and sitting in a building doesn't make you a Christian sitting in a church. And I think that we've lost, I mean, I think this is a really hard conversation and, and the church, what I'm finding is some are waking up and some are saying we need to confront this and we need to talk about it. We need to talk about things we haven't talked about in our own life. You know, one of the programs that we have now is called Real Talk. We have all these systemic solutions that get to the root. Mm -hmm. And I was at the, I don't know if I saw you since this, but I was at the World Evangelical Alliance. There was a conference in Austria and they had me speak because they said there's keys missing. We're losing every mountain in the church. And they wanted me to speak on, on sex and about how the church isn't handling it right. And I talked about our program, Real Talk, this, you know, catalytic, we call it a catalytic Holy Spirit can opener. Mm -hmm. And how when you come into a church and you say the stats, 70% of the men in the church are out of the church, same stats, porn, mm -hmm. the abuse, same one out of three women, same one out of five boys, same abortion, one out of three in the building, out of the building. But we're not talking about it. And as the Bible says, sins of the father to the third or fourth generation, our kids are, are, are repeating the same patterns and parents because they haven't dealt with their shame they say the average age that this stuff happens now is anywhere from you know three four to eight years old the average age an adult will talk about their abuse for the first time is 53 years old wow. so all those decades i think that's the problem where the world like when i started joining when i was involved in this world evangelical alliance talking about how to take back the mountains for the church you know they said the mormons the muslims the homosexual movement They've had long-term plans. They're organized. They, for 30 years, have been plotting how to grow their movement. Mm -hmm. And what have we been doing? Under the Protestant umbrella, we have 47,000 denominations. We are from Pentecostal to right Episcopal, all under that umbrella, all thinking they're a little superior. So we're completely unorganized. And 4% of our kids stay in their faith today. Mm -hmm. And I think it's 97% of um, Mormons stay in their faith. So there's things that our children are finding are inauthentic because we're not talking about it. So the sex conversation, I think it'd be leading with what we're really doing. And when I spoke at that conference, I was like, you know what, gentlemen, because it's mostly men, the leaders of Southern Baptist, mm -hmm. Campus Crusade, President Emeritus, all the different leaders all around the world. And I'm like, I don't need you guys to say great talk, you're right. We do have these problems. There's porn everywhere. There's abuse everywhere. We're, we're consuming, we're all of it. And I said, I need you guys to raise your hand. And I had churches around the world volunteer. And as you got each of these pastors alone, these senior pastors of different denominations, heads of you know, chaplains over different military and different denominations, they all cried and said, Elizabeth, there's no one to confess to. We are so scared we're going to blow up because there's no one. We have so many secrets. And they just said, can I confess to you? I mean, we are not doing church the way God said. And therefore, our children, I mean, it's just, I think we're, we're, we're now hemorrhaging because of what we've generationally pretended wasn't happening. So, all right. Uh, <laughs> you've got someone who's been in, maybe been in church 
Maybe they kind of come in and out. Maybe they're a pastor. Maybe they're on staff somewhere at a ministry like I am. Uh, and this is not this is not a personal thing, but um, if they have some abuse in their past, or if they have some unhealthy addiction, a porn addiction, or you know whatever it is, some something they they know they mm-hmm. know that something is seriously off. But like you said, and I've found this being in ministry for years that that pastors are terrified that they're going to lose their marriage, right. their family, their yeah. kids, their their status, their reputation, their job. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they do? Well, that's why I think this thing is growing like wildfire. Real talk that we have in and it's just it's it's a beautiful global system. We have we have partners around the world literally because we have churches in Africa, churches in Germany, churches in Italy, churches in America. And what we have is a private, I call it a private off-ramp where you could throw a blanket over the leader. Mm-hmm and usher him behind the curtain. And there's these resources that are anonymous and it's a place to begin to just get to dump. Because once you speak, what does the Bible say? Confess your sins one to another. The so prayer that, of a righteous man has so, authority. So that you may be healed. Authority to heal, authority yeah. to heal. Cause once you confess it, that person has authority and we're missing that in the church. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happening. I'm watching all these senior leaders are taking these off ramps and they are going through all kinds of confession and then they can go back and they can talk about it because what has power over you is the secret mm-hmm. and what grows is when it's in the darkness right so we have created beautiful off ramps and i would say someone should reach out and uh if they don't know where to go when i get done speaking i have men hiding behind pillars all the time saying come here come here <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. And I love it because you know what? I don't want one more leader blown up. I went to Willow since I was 11. Where's Bill Heibel? It's like, what happened? Why are we not creating these off ramps as the normal part of church? And then we wouldn't have the generational problems if we did. Yeah. Yeah. Is that uh, your website, Foundation Global, that they go to? Foundationunited.org. Yeah. The the Foundation United. T-H-E. Thefoundationunited.org. Or somebody listening can send an email to freedom at thefoundationunited.org. Now, what is the dot .com? Because I've got the dot .com. They both go the same thing, dot oh. .org or dot .com. Dot yep. Okay, okay. <laughs> Scared me for a moment. Am I, am I promoting someone else's website here? Sure, look, it had your name on it. <laughs> okay, so okay, so this is the website. I'll show it real quick. This is the Foundation United, uh, and dot .com is what I pulled um, up, but dot .org will go there too. Okay, so good. So research. So if someone's like, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm watching this on the privacy of my own home and I need an off ramp. Uh, they, they can go there and get started. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, what's happening with our kids, what, what we've found and as we've worked with senior leaders over the last decade, what they haven't been able to speak of, it gives you a blind spot as well. Mm-hmm. So you don't even know. We tend to hire on our own image, right? We tend to create in our own image. So that's why you have these staffs with some sexual deviant, you know, pastors in them. Because when you have sexual sin or something going on in your life, you can't see. It's a blind spot for you. So you're hiring. Mm-hmm. So systemic issues. And that's why we're looking at everything systemically. Because after running Safe House for a decade, I'm like, this is holy discontent. It's the same story again and again. And again, God's and like, again, you've got to yeah. get ahead of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a, a book over your shoulder uh, called Groomed. Uh, right. Yeah. And I learned, I've been learning about this from people like you. Um, and, and it's, <laughs> we kind of turn the, the term has become kind of a pejorative, you know, almost politicized, uh, you groomer. 
But when you understand the grooming process, you, you see how real it is and how it's going on. And like you say, going on in the church, uh, because from what I understand, the first step for a groomer is to groom themselves, which means to uh, cover for themselves, to get themselves close to children, to get themselves uh, a place of uh, respect. A pastor would be one of those. A teacher would be one of those. Uh, and so it, 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 it seems like the uh, awareness would provide the prevention uh, which would undo or prevent rather a lot of the damage that is being done. Um, talk to us a little bit about the, the grooming that, that is going on and how we can be aware of it so that we can stop it. Right. Well, the whole thing, you know, systemically for schools, for churches, for, you know, the medical profession, everybody, like we have, we have systemic training for all, but if you think about your children or you think about your grandchildren, um, what they're saying now is that a child's intuition is diminished. So literally, if you put that in a Christian sense, that means their ability to hear the Holy Spirit, trust God, trust that still small voice in their head, it's being diminished by the time they're in fourth grade, lights out. Mm-hmm. And what what I want to share, because you know, we talk about stats, it helps you understand. When I said seven or eight kids are putting on naked selfies, you know, if a child has this and they're able to go to social media or TikTok or um, Instagram and they post a profile, what you need to know is predators are looking one out of nine children any zip code it does not matter where you live one out of nine has a predator looking to take them out to groom them to to lead them down a road of exploitation and they will look they'll look for a child that doesn't have a lot of followers they'll look for a child that looks particularly young and they start it's so textbook hey you're really pretty oh my gosh i've never seen you know that that shirt you're wearing can you lean a little closer can you don't be shy. There's like the same language. Mm. And somehow a child gets lured in. And what's happening also at the same time as you get these predators telling them, hey, you're special, you're pretty, I could do so many things to help you, you could be a model. The imagery of the videos that are scrolling in front of them, you know, I grew up, I'm 53, airbrushed playboy was pretty much porn of our day, Mm. right? (laughs) That was what a dad's toilet might have on it. Now the imagery here is so abusive. And it is so violating and it is just horrific like a couple of different stories i could share with you is what's happening systemically in a child's brain is they're watching this and they're saying that their neural pathways by eight years old so think of your child neurologically and physiologically their neural pathways are being changed by the time they're eight or nine years old that this porn is that abusive so when i say hell is systemically coming after our children they don't know what intimacy is. There was just a little girl who was 11 and she was raped in a high school parking lot by a 17 year old boy. And it was abusive, an abusive rape. And she said, no, he likes me. It's okay, that that means he likes me. Mm. And they found out she's been watching abusive porn since she was five. So the blending, I mean, this is what, this is why we're in this. I'm like, that little girl is a perfect target for a safe house one day because she is being used for sex. She is being groomed. She doesn't know. And she's just looking for love. So as parents, we have to get in here with the programs we have for the church, the programs we have for the school, they start in kindergarten and parents are like, oh, I don't want to talk to my child. Guess what? The world is talking to your child at five or six years old. And if you don't lead the conversation, they're getting the wrong narrative. 
and they are twisting evil and love and it is just the most horrific scary and what they're saying now biologically with your children is by seven or eight they're online they're doing the stuff they're addicted they're not telling you these secrets dad's not talking about it you know how many wives have porn addictions i mean it's rampant you know i got delivered from a lot of stuff because i was abused and i had addictions to these things it's more common but we're not talking about it but anytime you get real and bring it up you're like well me too i struggle and these kids by seven or eight when they're looking at this stuff what's happening is their bodies aren't ready remember when i said a decade ago they were 12. Yeah. they were chemically physiologically at puberty right mm -hmm. now they're not but what's happening is it's changing their chemistry so they're releasing hormones and chemicals that shouldn't be released at that age and that is why this is getting so twisted and these kids are getting into these situations that they don't even know, but like when you're nursing a baby as a mom, or if you're having sex, you know, the church has to say this stuff, if you have an orgasm or you're nursing, you release a chemical and it's called oxytocin. What we're finding now, research tells us that our kids at seven or eight, because of what they're watching, they're releasing oxytocin to a computer. Therefore, you know, this is why we're marketing Viagra to 20 year olds, because everything's broken. We have systemically been taking out marriage. The world, I mean, Satan's doing a great job and I'm so passionate about, you know, giving the, the church and schools and parents an arsenal of weaponry. We got to get in the game. Yeah. And, and you know, for, for me, um, I watch, I mean, you just watch the Grammys or something, right? Or a, a commercial or you see the next Disney movie that's, that's coming out and it just, I, I'm, <laughs> it sounds really bad, but sometimes i'm like you know what the and i'm like i'm on the verge or i am cursing because i'm like what do what are they doing you know what are they saying to my kids you know what are they saying to my grandkids what what are you doing to, there's drag queens in public schools and elementary school and in libraries and it, it, all this stuff's going on it makes me literally want to curse and i say that i admit that because as believers we are not to curse the darkness we are to light that candle right yeah. what do we what do we do how do we light that candle in the right way not just become bitter angry you know people cursing the darkness what are the candles that we have to light to say look no there's there's a better way there's hope oh let's shine the light of truth on that so it doesn't hide in darkness and do some damage because um, yeah. we we i think that's the only way we have to have that mindset otherwise it will will become sidelined or part of the problem because we don't want to deal with these things yeah saying nothing is actually just accepting defeat i mean you're not going to ignore your way out of this yeah. and i think you need to i mean on the foundationunited.org on our website there are so many resources you will be shocked there are free resources there's some stuff you could download that's a little you know you pay a little bit but it's like crazy amazing courses you could watch with your children but there's tons of free information if you are part of a school, whether it's a Christian school or a secular school, we have a program called Speak Up. You need to get your superintendent and you need to go to our website and download. There's a packet, you could walk it right in the door or you could click the link and you could email it to the head of your school. And we need to start, We need it's a systemic training because mm. it's from kindergarten to superintendent, everybody having eyes to see. Because I had one of the women that wrote one of the curriculums that people could access, she was a teacher and she was trafficked when she was younger and she never healed. Mm. And she was in the classroom and she saw a little girl exhibiting symptoms and she knew it, but she was still too full of shame. She didn't know how to talk about it. 
And that little girl ended up not coming back to school. To this day, they never found her. And all of these resources, that woman wrote something. It's on our website. It's called the Cool Ant Series. There are so many resources to help you just be, you know, your your kids want you to talk. They want to hear you talk about everything I'm saying. They want to because they're getting it over here and they need you to like flip it and tell them you're so valuable. And I know you're seeing that, but you know that it's, I, I used to say to my boys, hey guys, you have this on this line of your family and you have this sexual sin on this side of your family. I want you to be able to be an awesome husband. I'm not here to shame you and say porn's bad. I know everybody around you, like we go to high schools, every boy raises their hand. They look at porn, every boy. 17, 18, they're like, yes, what does it mean to be addicted? We're like, it means at 10 a.m. If you're like, today, I'm not going to look. I'm going to take the day off. And you're like, oh, you're checking it. They're all like, oh, I guess I'm addicted. I mean, this is the norm in the schools. And so we just need to be that parent that could say, hey, it's not to shame you. I want to guard you. I want you to have an awesome marriage. You know how rare it will be to be the man that can actually be with your wife? (laughs) It's it's getting it's getting eliminated. Really? Uh, I I guess I just hmm, sometimes it seems a little overwhelming, but you are offering a lot of simple steps, a lot of practical things to to do to lead to a healthy perspective of sex to prevent the abuse, to prevent the grooming. Uh, um, <laughs> offers a little hope here. Can we do this and do it in the right way? Can we protect I our kids? I think so. I can tell you, I've been in this, I mean, 30 years altogether with something in the mental health space, but 12 years specifically in the sex trafficking, which is you've missed it all. Your kid's here now, mm-hmm. or your kid's a buyer. Like here, those are the outcomes that will happen if we don't say anything, right? You're gonna raise a buyer because they're gonna groom to be buyers or you're gonna raise somebody that thinks it's love. And I've never been more hopeful because at the Foundation United, we have just pivoted and I feel like God has downloaded these strategies. We have the keys. I was invited to speak to the whole global evangelical, I mean, who gets to do that? And because it's a key. So yes, the Lord says, this is my church. It's time. Rise up. Take your weapon. Take your tool. Let's go. There's an arsenal of weaponry. We have it. If you're part of a church, you should uh, go on our website to Real Talk and say, we need to roll out Real Talk in our church. You need to launch it. You need to take these steps to get into the conversations. If you don't know where to begin, you get this book and it'll help you unpack like, oh my gosh, I guess I do have something there. Because often we don't know. When you have a blind spot, you're not sitting there going, I have a blind spot. Right. But it repeats if you don't find out about it. So we're excited. I think everyone should be more hopeful than ever before because hell is out, right? The Grammys, you know what they said before they started? They said, let's worship. Mm. And then it was all satanic. So now as the church, let's go. Game on. We're, we're going to jump in this one and we're going to jump fully in. So I think it's an exciting time. So we should be very hopeful. And, and you're right. And you know, the, it, the two things are true at the same time. One, it feels overwhelming, like I can't face this. And the reality is we can't alone. But the good news is that with as believers, I, I don't think you can do this if you're not a Christian. I mean, you, you can do some good things, yes, and there are some some non-Christians who are trying to do a lot of good things, but when you're facing the gates of hell, you need something that can't prevail, <laughs> you know, that can overcome, rather, that the gates of hell can't prevail against, in other words. And the interesting thing about gates scripturally is they're not offensive, and I know it seems very offensive, and it's coming out, they're coming out of the gates, but the reality is, is that with God on our side, he is greater than all of these things. He is greater than the shame. He is greater than the addiction. He is greater than the harm of the abuse. Uh, we got a God who's a redeemer and restorer. And I think that's the only way. And I think that should give us the confidence that you're talking about to, to talk about it, to address it, 
to admit it, to confess it, to be healed from it so that we can overcome because the world right now does look out of control and, and crazy and it's because it is but you know take heart because jesus said he's overcome the world elizabeth i appreciate the practical information that you guys are providing at your website and the things that you're doing uh, people want to get in touch with you go to your website foundationunited.org or dot com uh what what, what do we what, if anybody somebody's watched this whole interview and now we're at the end what is sort of the the thing that they re- need to take away to give them hope to know whatever's coming against you and your family uh there is there's an off-ramp there is a way to victory yeah i would say do one thing the worst thing you could do is listen to this have a ton of emotion and do nothing hmm. do one thing please do one thing whether it's just sending an email to freedom at the foundationunited.org or going to our website and downloading one thing do one thing, grab one book. If you have a three to five-year-old grandchild, get that book that we show you online and go read it to them once a week as a bedtime story. Do one thing because it is, it's our turn. It's going to be our finest hour. So I'm actually giddy excited about it. People are like, how are you so joyful? I'm like, because <laughs> I finally feel like we have some answers. You know, I'm not just healing the broken. We're getting ahead of it. Yep. And right. I think we're in good shape. Well, that's great. And I appreciate you. I appreciate your time and, what, and all the work that you're doing. Uh, and you're right. Uh, don't be hearers of this. Be doers. So get out there. And you know, one thing that you might need to do, especially if you know someone who's struggling in, in some of these areas, is hit that share button. So say, hey, watch watch this. Uh, and then go to the website. Uh, follow up. Do some action because we win one step at a time. But with God, we've got the victory guaranteed. So go fight. And come back. We'll see you again next time. We've got more for you here on Life Today Live. You're the freak. You're the fruit. You're the fruit. Exports.